Hi, welcome to Scarlet May Show. I'm Zach. This is Adam. Um, welcome back. This is Michigan just beat Penn State 21-17. Yeah. Big win for Jim Harbaugh. It was. Uh, Michigan started slow, but the inevitable parasitic hope is rising, honestly. I haven't <laughs> given a, an update on that in a while. Yeah. Not just because Michigan beat Penn State, not just because it was in Happy Valley, but because Michigan needed a late touchdown and they got a late touchdown, yeah. got a stop. And then ran it through a good defense who knew the run was coming to salt the game away. Michigan could have scored at the end if they wanted to. Uh, honestly, it felt like Penn State was kind of lucky to get those 17 points. Whatever. I don't even feel like we need to get into the game. I don't remember the last time, though, that they needed to run out the clock and were actually able to do so. Like, I feel like there, there have been times where Michigan needs to run out the clock, they get stopped, they punt, and the defense gets another stop. I don't remember the last time they need, a, need to salt the game away and then were successfully able to do so. Yeah. Maybe 2016, maybe maybe the Northwestern game in 2018, I don't remember, but uh, I'll, I'll talk more about it later. But no, this is, the hope is as high as it's been in a while. There's still not hope for the Ohio State game, but this is, as a program overall, I feel as good about it as I have since, uh, honestly, probably before the Ohio State game in 2018. Yeah, it's it's weird. I feel like I keep pushing back the answering the question: Is Michigan really a legit team yet? Just because the they got kind of got screwed in the Michigan State game. Kind of. You'd, you'd agree with me there. I don't know if I agree with myself, but <laughs> um. how dare you? <laughs> But I just feel like we keep pushing that question back, and I think we're gonna have to wait to find out till wait to find out till next week when they play the Buckeyes. Right. Uh, Ohio State fifty nine, Purdue thirty one. Um, Garrett Wilson, baller, four total touchdowns, a lot of yards, ten catches, balling out. I can remember saying to my friend when he had committed to Ohio State that give it time, Garrett Wilson would be a household name. And I wish I had the show at the time because, I mean, so far, I yeah. think he's on that trajectory of being a household name. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. I think he's going to be a star wherever he gets drafted. And, yeah, I think he'll be a household name eventually. He's pretty good. Ohio State more than doubled the most amount of points Purdue has given up all year. They plain and, plain and simple embarrassed Purdue's better-than-average defense. And they were uh, Purdue had the 25th-ranked defense going into the game and now have the 49th-ranked defense because – Ohio State really could have put up 100 points if they wanted to. They had 42 points a quarter and a half into the game. Wilson, Olave, and Jackson Smith and Jigba might be the best wide receiver trio that college football has ever seen. I know that's a really hot take, but they're all three going to be they're all three going to be having great careers ahead of them even now. <clears throat> Jackson Smith and Jigba still has another year at Ohio State. Wilson, Olave will both be first round picks, and I think they'll be stars wherever they go. Um. A lot of people are worried about Ohio State's defense after giving up 31, but like realistically looking ahead of their schedule, I don't think they play a better quarterback than O'Connell and a better offense in general, Even if, and that's including if they win out and make to the playoffs. I don't think Georgia's offense compares to Purdue at all. I don't think anyone in the top four's offense compares to Purdue, and none of those quarterbacks are as good as O'Connell. Even Bryce Young I don't think is as good as O'Connell. Mm. Um, yeah, that's all I have on that game. Ohio State balled out. It was never really in doubt. I mean, the way that their offense has been moving since the Oregon game, really, has just been incredible. Yeah. 
I uh, don't really want to think about it. Ohio State's really good. Mm-hmm. That's it. Big Ten Players of the Week. <laughs> uh, we got some co-offensive, but we both think it's garbage. Yeah. So Braylon Allen from Wisconsin, 25 carries, 173 yards, three touchdowns against Northwestern. Northwestern. Like Bottom four team in the conference. Who cares? Garrett Wilson, 10 receptions, 126 yards, three touchdowns. 51-yard rushing touchdown. I, it should just be him. See, I have an easy fix for them. Because mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud won freshman of the week again. Mm-hmm. And um, the Wisconsin running back, Allen, is a freshman. I think they should have just swapped Stroud and Allen. Stroud should have been the co-offensive player of the week with mm-hmm. uh, Garrett Wilson. I mean, and- Braylon Allen, that's, that's a good game. Also, no one right. cares. You beat Northwestern. You ran a lot on a bad defense. Okay, yeah. cool. That's about as many yards as Kenneth Walker had on his first carry against Northwestern. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, defensive Player of the Week, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Uh, seven tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, three sacks, one forced fumble. Any, anyone that you think should have gotten I don't, Yeah, I don't have any beef with that one. You, uh, you caught up real quick. Uh, hey. I mean, we were close already, but I went four and two, but you went six and one with the extra point for the game of the week. Uh so I'm 74 and 21. You're 75 and 22. So you have one more win, also one more loss. So right now, I'm half a percent better than you. Wow. So this is going to end up coming down to one game. It really might, <laughs> and it's going to be some nonsense. I feel like. But uh, Big Ten takeaways. Do you have any? Um, the only one I got is Wisconsin is rolling right now just to get their pants pulled down in Indy. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I agree. Piggybacking off of that, we've talked about it a lot already on this show, but holy crap, Wisconsin. Still a mediocre win for Michigan on the road, even though Wisconsin might be a top 15 now uh, when the new rankings come out because of limited data on this year's team at the time of the game. Crazy that they're more than probably going to win the West, like you said. Was that their last loss? I'm trying to remember what Wisconsin's season's gone. I think it was. So since they got, because Michigan blew them out. Right? Michigan beat some sense into them, and Michigan gets penalized for it by yeah. not getting credit for a good win over a team that is ending up looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State outgained Maryland on Saturday by a whopping 34 yards, while Maryland had something like seven drops. Uh, I think. Oh gosh. Seven I think Michigan drops. State is a seven and five team with an out of nowhere great running back. Uh, that's not discounting what they've been able to do, but it, it's just that they're going to need to figure something out for next year because Peyton Thorne is mediocre, period. They hosted uh, a Wisconsin running back transfer on Saturday, but unless he also goes from bad to great in one season, I don't think they'll have one loss going into their games next year against Ohio State and Penn State. They're, right. I mean, we, we've talked a little bit about the Michigan-Michigan State game. Uh, and what could have happened, what should have happened, but their their defense is so bad. Yeah. The, like, whatever. Uh, we'll see. Uh, rapid fire turd pile picks. I got Purdue over Northwestern at Northwestern. Yeah, boiler up. They'll bounce back. They're gonna have. I think they're gonna have an eight win season, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that is really crazy. Uh, Rutgers at Penn State. Rutgers smoked Indiana last week. I think we both picked Rutgers, we both picked Indiana, didn't we? And yeah, 
That was my one wrong pick, huh? I should have went with Shiano. I know. I love Shiano, but I have, to pick up, I have to pick against them this week. I got the Nittany Lions. Penn State, honestly, they could be collapsing so hard. How they respond now, like, okay, they're clearly, like, there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can hope for. Not even a good bowl <clears throat> game at this point. Rutgers is playing for oh. bowl eligibility. Has Rutgers made a bowl game since they've been in the Big Ten? I should have checked that stuff. I think they have once, but they're five I don't and know. five. Yeah. Anyways, have they won more than two conference games in one year? I don't know. Because they'd have to have done that. I got Penn State. I yeah. I don't know if James Franklin is there next year. I don't know if he should be there next year. Like he, he might leave for another job, or he might get fired. Yeah, which what, is amazing. What a turn of events. <laughs> it's it still is hilarious to me that. That he's considered a tier above Jim Harbaugh by a lot of people, but whatever. I Illinois, that. huh? I wouldn't consider him that. I would not. I appreciate it. I'd consider him two tiers above Harbaugh. Yeah. Kidding. <laughs> Illinois at <laughs> Iowa. Iowa. If Illinois doesn't turn the ball over, <laughs> if their defense like can keep them in it, uh, I still got Iowa. Yeah, you're saying if they don't turn the ball over, I don't trust Illinois in securing the ball. You don't trust Brandon Peters? Nope. I got Iowa. Yep. Uh, Minnesota at Indiana. I got Minnesota. Yeah. Indiana's bad. Like, they were ranked preseason top 15, I think, even, and they haven't won a conference game. Man. But, yeah, I got Minnesota. Okay. Uh, Nebraska at Wisconsin. I just, I have Wisconsin, but by one score. Yeah, we we put this in the varsity picks right. just because... It'll be, a close game. it'll be a close game. Know, that's the one thing we know about this game. Yeah. Um, I put Wisconsin but by more than one score. Wow. Yeah. Maybe a, a late field goal to make it nine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly how the, the one game that's been more than one score went. Yeah. Michigan at Maryland. Uh, if we're talking about this game next week, I'll refuse to do any more football episodes. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be calling my good friend Dave Aranda. Trying to get him to murder Jim Harbaugh to take his job. Uh, this game shouldn't be very close. Michigan wins. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have much to say. Um, Michigan gets it on the road because they won't be looking ahead to the Ohio State game because they never really are looking ahead to the Ohio I mean, State I, game. If I played for Michigan, I wouldn't want to think about the Ohio State game either, if we're being honest. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State at Ohio State. Game of the week. You want to go first? No, it's Ohio State. I'll let you go first. Okay, okay. So I love the vibes I've been getting from MSU Twitter the past few days. It's either they have no shot, all the MSU fans think Ohio State's going to run us over, or they're treating it like 98 when OSU was number one in the country and MSU was unranked, and they're like, we can get the huge upset and beat them. When I think they're forgetting that they're a top 10 team and Ohio State's not even number one and Michigan State (laughs) was ranked higher like a week and a half ago. Um, But... MSU has the worst pass defense in the country. There's 130 teams. They're 130th. And they're allowing almost 25 more yards per game through the air than the second worst team in the country at passing. They're the worst team against the pass in the country, and it's not close. Ohio State has the sixth best passing offense in the country, ranking higher than Purdue, who just torched them a week and a half ago. Stroud, sorry, I'm sorry, MSU fans, is the Heisman front runner, and when he throws for five touchdowns and 400 yards, he'll be eliminating your golden boy from contention. He might still get the invite to New York, but he will not be winning the trophy. MSU simply will not be able to stop OSU's defense. They didn't punt until the third quarter against Purdue, a sim- simply a better defense than MSU's, and this, 
this is the last time Olave and Wilson will play in the shoe, and I expect both of them to go for over 100 yards. And with OSU's run defense being their strong suit on defense, um, I think MSU fans should just listen to the new Adele album come out this Friday and not watch the game. Ohio State by 21 because MSU scored late to make it closer than 21. Than See, than okay, I think Wilson and Olave probably each get 200 yards. I, I mean, <laughs> w- would you be more surprised if they each got 200 or if they were under 100? If they were if both, both under if both of them were under 100. Ooh, that's a good question. I'd take them both over 200. I would too. <laughs> uh, I wish Ryan Day had a problem with Michigan State the same way he does with Michigan. Though as much as Michigan State really, deep down in their soul, their little brother syndrome, as much as they want to be Michigan, they're not Michigan. Uh, but if Ryan Day cared at all about Michigan, then C.J. Stroud would throw for 800 yards and nine touchdowns on Saturday. Uh, Ohio State's going to win by more than 21, but I'll say 24. Okay. Uh, so I think you're wrong. I don't know why you're so pessimistic. Uh, Ohio State by 24, probably a lot more than that. They could put up 100 if they wanted. Yeah. They, honestly. But he said that about Michigan, not Michigan State, because yeah. no one cares about Michigan State <laughs> outside of East Lansing. Uh, things no one is talking about? Um, Chris Olave was just announced a Boletnikov finalist. That is the best wide receiver in the country, despite being third on the team in catches and yards, which... I think it's crazy that he's the only finalist. I think Garrett Wilson was a shoe-in to be a finalist as well, but I think it's cool that Chris Olave is on there despite being third on the team in catches and yards. Dang. Crazy. Okay, so in 2016, <laughs> in 2018, and assuming Michigan beats Maryland in 2021, Michigan had the Big Ten title and potential playoff berth on the line going into the game at the end of the year. In 2016, I won't get started today, but there were some shenanigans. It was still as close as humanly possible. 2018 was what it was. It wasn't close against Ohio State, but Michigan's only other loss was to Notre Dame, who ended up number five in the country. So if Michigan scheduled their out-of-conference like an SEC team, they'd have had one loss and made the playoff anyways, probably. (laughs) Uh, 2021, we'll obviously see, but maybe we've buried Jim Harbaugh a little too quickly. Uh, He took over a dumpster fire in 2015. Let us not forget Brady winning is just a a statistic hoax, (laughs) who was terrible. The program, honestly, was in shambles. But he's sweet now. He's sweet now. He's he's pretty good where he's at. Someone said he looks 10 years younger. He's lost a lot of weight. (laughs) Uh, I'm just saying, let's not forget what Harbaugh took over. It's not like he took over for Lloyd Carr. Yeah, when Rich Rod started the cratering process, and then Brady Hoke really, gosh dang, whatever. <laughs> My point is he took over a terrible, a program in a terrible position. He's obviously not on Ohio State's level yet, but outside of last year's weirdness, I do think he's closed the gap from where it was. I'm not saying the gap is right here, yeah, but the gap was here, and so I he's it's, it's still a wide gap though. I I agree. The gap is still close. He's done a better job than, than we honestly could have. I mean, we expected him to do better than he's done. That said, maybe he hasn't done as bad a job as we think. Yeah. Uh, I do. Again, anyways, assuming Michigan beats Maryland this week, this will be the third time in Harbaugh's seven years that he'll have had Michigan going into the Ohio State game with everything on the line. Yeah. T- taking into account where Michigan was when they hired him. Like they said in 2015, uh, to not 
Like they're like he he might not make a bowl. Wow. Then there was the fumbled snap against Michigan State. If that doesn't happen, that would have been four out of seven going into the Ohio State game. That would have determined the division, uh, probably the conference. Like this is three in seven years that going into the last game it means everything. Last week or the week before, I said that I didn't think Harbaugh's the guy. I said maybe he's John Cooper and maybe he still is, but maybe. He's brought the team closer to Ohio State than what he's currently getting credit for. Yeah. Just something to think about. Tweet of the week. What do you got, Zach? I got, okay, so I've got covered Ohio State wide receivers a lot on the show in general and today. Yep. If Garrett Wilson gets 187 more yards this season and Olave gets 292, Ohio State will have three 1,000-yard receivers in 2021. Keep in mind, Ohio State, only five Buckeyes all-time ever had 1,000 receiving yards coming into the season. And Jackson Smith and Jigba is already there. And I just think it's insane. I want to know how many times that's ever happened. and Because I, I think, barring an injury or something crazy, they should, they should accomplish this. And I just want to know how many teams have done that before. I had three different 1,000-yard receivers in one season. I just think Ohio State's lucky they're going into the woodshed, the deep water, or they're not. They're not doing that. They get to play at home against whatever. Yeah, I sent I sent Adam this tweet, and he said they're going to do it this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Chris Olave will get 292 yards, but no, I meant they'll each get a thousand <laughs> uh, in one game. Yeah, <laughs> all three of them. Uh, yes. Uh, t- my tweet of the week uh, after the game: Michigan tight. Tight end Eric All said that a Penn State linebacker, Ellis Brooks, told him early in the game, we've been scouting you, we know your ankle's messed up, you ain't going nowhere. My tweet of the week is from Patrick Barron, a Michigan photographer who quoted Ellis Brooks and then showed Eric All's ankle knocking over the pylon for what was the game-winning 47-yard touchdown where he outran everybody. It was a short pass, he outran everybody, Uh, ended up winning the game. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's it for now. I'm going to the Michigan Seton Hall game on Tuesday, uh, and then we're going to record a basketball episode late night right after that when I get home super late. The game is at 9 p.m. for some reason to wow. Eastern time zone teams, but whatever. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. With that, uh, buy your eggnog at Quality Dairy. Mm-hmm. Like, subscribe, follow, share, rate, review, all of that anywhere that you consume this show uh other than that we'll see you next week go buckeyes go blue